0: tonight and we're going to start off by looking at a story from the Bible okay so we're going to do like a whistle-stop tour of Genesis chapter 37 right through to 50 okay so we've got a lot of ground to cover tonight and we're going to be um, starting off as I said in Genesis that is the first book of the Bible and in Genesis you're going to find this guy called Jacob okay and what you need to know about Jacob is he just he kind of just loved having kids okay so he had (laughs) 12 sons these guys, and they all had great names like Reuben and Simeon and Gad and Asher. One of them was called Naphtali. What a great name. And then his youngest two were called Joseph and Benjamin.
1: But here's the thing, guys. Jacob had a favorite son. And who here, deep down, they think they're actually their mom and dad's favorite? Yeah, I, I know. Some of your parents are actually here, and you're here with your sibling. Anyway, you can find it out. But, but, hey, do you know, do you know who Jacob's favourite son was? It was Joseph. It was Joseph. He was, he was Jacob's favourite son.
0: Yeah, and so because Joseph was his favourite son... Uh, Jacob bought Joseph this well nice coat, okay? A little bit like this. It didn't come out of a bin. It came out, you know, in a well nice shop or something, modern day translation. But a coat that looks a little bit like this. You're gonna try it on? I think
1: I need to wear it, Susan. That's
0: it. This is the kind of thing you need to sleep in tonight.
1: Oh, gorgeous. If you could only feel the inner lining, it's like, you know those snuggle blankets? It's amazing. So good. Um, But uh, Do you know, everyone like this coat? It works, it fits. And so Jacob, uh, Joseph, not Jacob, that's his dad. Joseph, he had these dreams. And uh, the first dream he had was that that sheaves of wheat were going to gather around him and bow down to him. And then he had this other dream where, where the sun and the moon and 11 stars would gather around him and all bow down.
0: But Joseph, he didn't, he heard these dreams, but he didn't just keep them to himself. So he like, he went bragging to his dad and to his brothers. And he said, hey guys, one day these dreams mean that your family, you're going to find yourselves bowing down before me and I'm kind of going to be in charge. And Mm. so his brothers were mad. They were mad on the first occasion because their dad loved him the most, bought them the coat. And now they're mad because Joseph is the dreamer. They hated him.
1: And so, and so this was an issue for the brothers and they, they actually, they did. The Bible says they hated him. They were jealous of him. They were so jealous that one day they saw him coming towards them and they say, let's kill him. And then they were like, well, that's a bit harsh. Let's, let's, um. so, so instead of killing him, what they did is they took, they stripped him of his coat. They took off the coat and they threw him in a ditch. And then they decided that was a bit harsh because they saw some people coming and they ended up selling him. And so what they did is they put blood all over the coat. They took it back to their dad and they said, hey, dad, Joseph's been mauled by a wild animal and he's dead. And, um, but, but what they really did is they sold him to this rich guy called Potiphar and that's where he stayed.
0: Yeah, so Joseph becomes this servant in Potiphar's house. And what you need to know about Joseph is actually he was kind of really good at being a servant. And he did all the tasks and everybody loved him. And when I say everybody loved him, guys, the ladies, they just loved him. Exactly. And so what happened in this story was Potiphar's wife, she really, really liked Joseph. And she she kept trying on with Joseph over and over again. And Joseph was like, No. I am not going to have an affair with you. And so she got, after time and time again, she just got well annoyed and she ended up, this is well harsh, falsely accusing him of abusing her and she gets him chucked in prison for it.
1: It's horrible, right? Has anyone ever been falsely accused for something? It sucks. It's not right. Well, everyone here almost. I, I remember when it happened to me and I wasn't happy, but, but guys, you've got to understand something about Joseph. He, he, he was someone who, when he was in bad situations, he made good of those bad situations. We can learn a lot from his life, and he made these two sort of friends, acquaintances, while he was in prison. So you imagine he's in prison, and the first one was he met this, this guy who was the cupbearer to Pharaoh, he was bringing the cup so that Pharaoh could drink his wine and have a good time. But then there was another guy in there, and he was the baker. So we got the cupbearer and the baker. And these guys had a crazy dream. They both had a dream each. First, the cupbearer comes to Joseph because Joseph says, I, I can interpret dreams. So he, he tells him the dreams, and he says, "Ah, oh, that, that dream is that in three days, you will be taken out of prison and put back in your position of authority to, to bear the cup to Pharaoh. And then the other guy saw that he got a good report. So he went to Joseph and he said, well, this is my dream. He said, well, actually, Mr. Baker, you're going to be, in three days, you're going to be not raised up, but you're going to be killed. And so three days came and sure enough, the cupbearer goes back to his rightful position with the Pharaoh, drinking, drinking, providing him with his wine and the cup and the baker, he gets his head chopped off and he's no more.
0: So... It's pretty harsh, but what happens is the cupbearer says to Joseph, don't forget me when you get promoted. But what happens? The cupbearer, he just forgets him. He's back yeah. sorting out Pharaoh. And so Joseph, he's stuck in prison for a whole nother two years. Think back to 2017, that's two years ago, he's stuck in prison. When suddenly, there's a lot of dreams going on here. Pharaoh, he then starts to have weird dreams, and he's like, hey, cupbearer, is there anybody in the whole of the land who can interpret dreams? When the cupbearer's like, Oh, yeah, there was that guy called Joseph. So the cupbearer, Pharaoh says to the cupbearer, go get him quick.
1: And so, so they get Joseph and Joseph interprets his dreams. And the, the, first, the first part of the dream is about seven years of like just abundance of food. And then the second part of the dream is seven years of famine in the land.
0: And it's just so crazy because Joseph has interpreted these dreams. Pharaoh promotes him from being in prison to being his number two. So Joseph ends up in charge.
1: Yep. And so the seven years comes and there's abundance of food. There's cheeseburgers everywhere. That's the... uh Modern-day translation of the...
0: That would be good though,
1: right? Uh, yeah, totally. And, and, uh, and, and so, but Joseph's strategic because he knows that seven years of famine are coming. So he stores up food for those seven years to come.
0: Because as those dreams predicted, the famine comes. And so for Joseph and all the guys in Egypt, they are just loving life. Like they've got all the food. But for everybody in the rest of the land, they are starving. Mm. And so one day, Joseph's just, you know, he's going around his business, when suddenly, who has the cheek to show up?
1: Well, Suze, it's his brothers. They turn up, they're desperate for food, there's no more food in their land, and they come to Egypt, they're pleading, they're desperate for, 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 for they're, they're, it's a famine, right? There's no cheeseburgers around. And they rock up, and who do they meet? They meet Joseph, their brother. But do you know what? They don't even recognize him. For those years that they hadn't seen him, they didn't even recognize him.
0: The story is quite funny if you read it in the Bible, because the brothers, they don't recognize Joseph. But all along, Joseph has totally got them sussed. He knows who they are. And so he has a choice. He's like, and he's like, the dreams that come true, like these these guys, my family, they're bowing down towards me. I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Joseph had every right to send those brothers away, to say, aha, this is my moment. I can get my own back on you. But what did Joseph do?
1: Well, here's what happened, guys. And you can find this. We want to encourage you over the, over the next few days to read the story. Re- go for it. Read the story and you can check up if we're actually telling the truth. You know, you never know. But um, they come to this moment at, right at the end in Genesis 50. And we, we fi- pick it up in verse 20. You intended to harm me. This is Joseph speaking to his brothers. But God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And then it says this beautiful part of it. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Wow.
0: So Joseph, he, he forgives his brothers. He shows kindness to them. It's absolutely... Incredible. And then what happens, the story is totally emotional because Joseph's then like, he's like, I just cannot not reveal myself Mm. to my brothers. So he tells the brothers, it's all, you know, this beautiful family reunion. Then they're like, dad still thinks you're dead. So they go and get their dad, they bring him to Egypt, and they all settle there in Egypt.
1: You know, man, doesn't that sound like an emotional roller coaster? for Joseph. He went through it, guys. He went through it. And, and we're going to be digging into the story of his life over the next couple of days. And you'll learn some uh, powerful lessons from his life. And that's what we believe the Bible has, has to say, the highs and lows of Joseph's life. But tonight, here's the thing. We want to we leave you with something. And this is, this, is, this is what we learned from his life is Joseph said yes to God. Can everyone say Joseph said yes to God? You know, he said yes to God, whatever the plans, whatever the circumstances, situations. Joseph was an obedient dreamer. Say, obedient dreamer. dreamer. And you know, here's the thing. When Susan and I, when we think about our life and when we think about the future of, of what God might have for you, we really believe in you guys. Not just us, the core team, the DTI core team, your youth leaders. Some of you don't even know who that is. You just rocked up and you're like, who are these people and what is this? But, but, you know, we believe that God loves every one of you. Not one of you is, we've been singing it, not one of you is rejected by God. He loves you. He knows you. He cares about you. You know, he's got incredible plans. None of you, not one person in this room is a mistake. None of you are an afterthought. You were put here with a plan. God had a plan for you to be here, a purpose. And, and, and deep within our hearts, there's a longing to actually say yes to God because, because He has plans and, and He has incredible purposes for our lives.
0: Yeah, and guys, when we're talking tonight and this weekend about saying yes to God, we're not saying, you know, it's not a kind of yes like, yes, I'll follow you on Instagram or I'll go to that party or yes, I'll go out with you. We're saying yes to the one mm-hmm. who will never let you down, yeah. the one who who is faithful, who, who is secure, the one who, who loved us so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us over 2,000 years ago because he loves you. As that song said, he loves you, he knows you, he sees you, he chooses you, he values you. Our futures, your future, couldn't be more secure than in his hands. And you see, Joseph, he got this. And that's why he was able to be an obedient dreamer. When you think about his life, he has all these yes moments in it, doesn't it? These little yes moments. Think back to when he was in prison. Okay, the cupbearer, the cupbearer forgets him. He had every right to be like, you forgot me, and I'm not going to interpret your dreams. You're, just, you're not a friend. But he chose kindness, he chose to be a great friend, he chose to say yes to God. Or when Potiphar's wife was just trying on with him over and over again, he said No. When he could have said yes. So he said yes to God. He wanted to honour God. Or his brothers. He could have just, you know, given them a kick in the boot and sent them on their way, left them to die. But instead, he said yes to God. He chose kindness and compassion. All these yes moments. You know, Joseph said yes, I believe. Because Joseph, he believed that the God who spoke to him in a dream as a boy would be faithful to him until the end. And so Joseph was this obedient dreamer.
1: And you know, guys, if we, as we look at Joseph's life, he wasn't alone in this. And if you read through the pages of this book, the Bible, you'll realize that many people, they said yes to God. And some incredible things happened with their lives. And, and, and this is a choice, right? You know, we, we, we have to say at some point, yes to God. Yes, God, I will, I will choose to follow you. And the question is tonight, is will you give God your yes this weekend? This is what we want you to go to bed thinking about and, and, and saying, okay, God, if you're real, what does that even mean? Because saying yes to God can be life-changing. And you know, there's times in our life where we can say a, a little yes, what seems like a little yes, but it becomes a bigger and bigger yes as life m- moves on. And you know, Susan and I have found that, that even in our lives, we've, we've wanted to say yes to God, but maybe we haven't, we've messed up. You know, growing up as a teenager, I had loads of insecurities. I, 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 and, I, and even now I stand here and when I think about it, I'm, I'm like, why did I do that? But for years I had a sister and I bullied her. I was harsh to her. I said very unkind things to her. In those moments where I could have chosen to say yes to God the way he wanted me to treat people, I, I, ch- I chose not to. But, you know, um, what, what we've seen is, and what we've seen with our lives when we look back is, is how can we say yes to God? Like I remember when I was uh, 15, 16 years of, old, of age, my mum sat me and my sister down and she said, Ezekiel, Rebecca, I need to tell you something. I haven't even told you, Dad, but over the last few years, I've been having an affair with another man. I remember in that moment, I was crushed, I was angry, I was frustrated, but, but I, was, I was put into a situation where I'm like, how do I respond to this? And I chose to say yes to God. And saying yes to God was forgiving my mum, And over the years, forgiving over and over again because God loves my mum and I love her. And I know that that's the only way to live. Or like the time when I told my mates at school that I was a Christian. I got bullied that I was going to wait and I was going to be a virgin until I got married. And they laughed at me and they took the mick out of me. But it was saying yes even when I was pushed against, and they were frustrating me to say yes to God, I will follow you in the midst of this.
0: Yeah, and just because we're stood tonight on a stage, guys, our lives aren't perfect. You know, we want to say yes to God, over and over again, even when it's hard and when it's easy, when we're loving life, when we're hating life. And um, just a couple of examples from my life where I've tried to say yes over the last couple of years. Um, So for me, my my mum's been poorly. She's got this thing called ME. And so for the last two to three years, she's been really poorly. And there's been times, guys, when it's been so hard. Mm. It's been so hard for her. It's been hard for our family. And saying yes to God in those moments is choosing for me to choose God, you're good, even though I don't really understand what's going on. God, I choose to believe that you still heal, even though my prayers aren't always getting answered right now in the way I want, even though I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be. Or five or six years ago, some of you will be able to relate to this. I had a season, a few months, where I just have really bad anxiety. Okay? I was anxious, and I was, I was sort of sitting in a time of my life where I felt like I had my own plans and dreams, and it felt like some of them hadn't worked out. And I was there questioning, Jesus, are you enough? Are you enough for me in this painful season? And saying yes to God in that moment, no matter how hard it got, was to say, God, I choose to trust. I choose to say, your ways is the best. Whatever my life looks like, God, I believe that you're good. I trust in him. And you know, you'll have your own yes moments. You'll have your own moments before God when you said yes. But, but this weekend... All of us, at some point, have already said yes. You know we're all here. You know, hopefully, no one was forced here. Of (laughs) course, that would be terrible. But some of you, you're excited. You just wanted to get the early bird. You're here straight away. Who got the early bird? Okay, yes, you guys are super keen. Love that. Others of you, you were like, I don't really want to go, but kind of you just got bribed or 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 like paid to be here or something.
1: Who got paid? Anybody get
0: paid? Yes, some of you maybe. But brilliant. Well done. Congratulations. (laughs) You've really done well. Others of you, you're probably like, I said yes, but I didn't think I was saying yes to this. What is this Mm. and what's going on? And hopefully over the weekend, you're going to find out who Jesus is. We would love to introduce you to him, tell you about him. And so, but it really doesn't matter tonight, you know, whether you were super keen or whether you're like, what is this? You're all here now. Mm.
1: And now that you're here, I wonder what you're thinking. I wonder what it would mean for you to say yes to God. You know, some of you, if you're honest, you're actually, you've had the hardest week of your life. You, you've, you, you're going through it. You've, you've um, maybe looking back on your life, you've experienced abuse or, 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 or you've seen things that you know you shouldn't have seen or that, that, were, that, that you were bullied or you were hurt or you bullied others or, or stuff happened and you've had challenging times. This is literally a tough moment. Maybe you've come here and you're carrying burdens, like you're weighed down by stuff in your life. And you saying yes would be to give God that because he takes that. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of Jesus coming. And we'll be learning more about Maybe you're literally living your best life now. Your Instagram's flying. You're loving life. Everyone wants to like your pictures. But, but here's the thing. You know, it, will you include God into that journey? Will he be part of that? Will you say yes to him? Maybe some of you, you're... You want a glimpse of your future. You want God to speak to you. You've come here hungry and you're like, God, I want to know more of you. And that's what God's going to do. He's going to give you a dream or a vision this weekend or someone's going to speak into your life. Whatever it is, the question is, will you say yes to God?
0: So guys, Zeke and I and our friends on the core team, We've already said yes to God for this weekend. We've said yes to what he wants to do in these meetings, outside of these meetings. And we would love just to give you guys the opportunity to respond tonight. So we'd love you guys just to stand.